0: Here we go! We Talk Games! Here it comes! Yeah! We Talk Games! Full bullshit and energy! Our focus always rambles up topic. But we keep on format anyway! T.T. Schmook is the robot sexpot! Stinky stinks so bad he smells!
1: This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each week free of charge from the fine folks over at wetalkgames.com. I am your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with Chris and Nico Bun. Hey, what's up? This is a historic moment for We Talk Games. I think this is the first ever Kyle and Chris show. You know, yeah. we've been on shows together, but never just you and I.
2: Yep, well, we all make mistakes. <laughs>
1: Uh, we didn't make a mistake with this game, or uh, though maybe we did. We're talking Bang Bang Ball 1996, put out by Band Presto. It's a horizontal puzzler where you skateboard around because it's the '90s, and you're also mice because it's the '90s. I don't know. Does that work? Furries
2: were starting to get bigger around then, so basically okay. that's what I assumed. I don't know. It's and radical, you, whatever.
1: It is radical. It's got a weird uh, sort of die-hard vibe about it as you're uh, fighting your way to the top of this tower, and you do that by shooting color orbs into other color orbs as they bounce around the screen and diminish. You clear the screen. It's a color-matching game, goddammit. Yeah, Uh, once we
2: get into the making mechanics, well, you'll figure out pretty quick what this is like if you've never heard of it before.
1: Yeah, and if you're a fan of any of the games we discuss on the making mechanics, you'll probably get some enjoyment out of this game to a certain point. But let's not jump too far ahead. Like I said, your two skateboarding mice, did, did they have names? I didn't see any names on the
2: uh, screen. No, no names were registered. I mentally refer to it as Mondo Gecko, the skateboarding lizard from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but ah,
1: not yes, quite a mouse. I had, I had him as a, It's weird. As a child talked about this in the past not a lot of money floating around my household when i was younger so i had very few ninja turtles but the ones i had like the action figures i'm talking about but the ones i had were like the weird tertiary characters i had like donatello a mauser the rabbit the duck and the skateboarding like iguana yeah
2: i i had mondo gecko um i think we had bebop which one's the warthog
1: it's bebop and i did have him as well and for whatever reason i always remember him missing a hand i think i broke off his hand like immediately after getting him because he always had a a hole in his arm which i would pretend was like a mega man sort of cannon
2: we had a Raphael back when, the, I forget which uh, run it was where they had the kind of soft rubber heads. I forget if it was me or my brother, but one of us popped the head off and we couldn't really get it back on because we lost the head. So <laughs> we just kind of pretended he was a robot. I know for a while we had a, a Donatello you could wind up and there was some sort of air bladder or something under his shell, so he floated and you can set him to swim in the tub. Uh, <laughs> there was a, 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 another Donatello where you opened his shell and it was full of weapons, which was kind That's... of a weird body horror thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was peculiar. We never had any of the good vehicles either. We had like a... No, it wasn't the toilet you could sit on that dumped the ooze. There was one of those. We had the catapult that fired like a blob of ooze out of it, like a little oh. trash can thing. And there was the motorcycle you never saw skateboard with the
1: fan on the back of it did you have that
2: uh no we didn't have the one that was actually like that actually like wound up but the the motorcycle you had one of those zip pull cords so it would yeah yeah make a ton of noise and kind of go a little bit before falling over
1: <laughs> touching on the ninja turtles isn't too far off track for this show because this is the era of the anthropomorphic heroes yeah you know, it, 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 there Ninja re- turtles came out and then we wanted street sharks and what are some other ones that I'm forgetting?
2: Biker mice from Mars. Biker uh, Mike
1: from Mars, perfect pull for this game.
2: Mummies alive weren't animals, but they were. No, they were kind of people, but they were mummies. But I don't know. One speed. It's sort of the same it, deal. Like, Gargoyles kind of similar as yes, well. Yeah. That was definitely big around then. There, oh, and like the whole Disney afternoon, like Ducktales was. Oh. Woo. Back all, all that all that steez was. It's a duck still blower. bouncing around. Yeah.
1: So in this game, you play either one of two skateboarding mice. You're attempting to save who I would assume is your girlfriend. Not a lot of plot pipe laid in this game, but that's okay. It's an arcade game from the 90s, and it's a puzzler. You don't need a lot of plot, but there is a nice little cinematic in the beginning with beautiful pixel art, which is not carried over for the rest of the game. I don't mind the artwork that's shown later, but the uh, cinematic uh, is not the same style as what you play in.
2: It swaps over to like this odd 3D style, which was k- starting to come to play at the time. It wasn't bad. It's just, it, it's a bit of a jump. A yeah, jarring. The, the
1: art style that the game plays in, aside from the cinematic, reminded me very much of uh, 1996's Super Mario RPG put out by Square Enix, where it had that weird sort of pixel art that was rendered to look like it was polygons in an isometric perspective, which this game does the same thing. In fact, in the continue screen where there's those two cat goons bouncing up and down, it reminded me very much of in Super Mario RPG, that boss that you fought that was a cat that was yellow and had four eyes and like red stripes on it. Are you familiar with the game?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I played the crap out of Super Mario RPG. I don't so quite remember that boss, but I remember most of the bosses. It was
1: like one of the big baddies that you first ran into. Like you, you were getting deeper into the game and you were in the sewer, and you fought this thing that was like a cat with four different eyes. I think two sets of arms. Anyway, if you go back and you look up that and you look at this game, Bang Bang Ball, you'll see that the art style very similar. I don't know if they were aping one another or if it was just This was the era. This is the game of this vintage. This was what was popular to do.
2: I think it was partly technical limitations, too, because this sort of style, it's vaguely uh, reminiscent of stuff like Vector Man and Balls. It's a lot Mm of, Mm -hmm. it looks like a lot of connecting spheres happened a lot. This wasn't as, you know, stacks and rows of spheres. By this point, they'd at least found ways to put surfaces and polys in between them, so it was a little more smooth, but
1: it looked like very sphere based. Yeah. So two skateboarding mice trying to save a girlfriend or a friend that happens to be a girl uh, because she's been abducted by some goons that are cats. And they're very, like, greaser-esque, where they have, like, goggles on top of their foreheads and and, uh, leather jackets or or, uh, ripped denim vests. Again, this game, super fucking 90s. I use this term a lot. It pisses Crystal Pepsi. It's that 90s. It's going home right after school to watch Blossom. It's that 90s. Yeah, Yeah,
2: and we're talking the original Crystal Pepsi, not when they tried to switch it to a citrus flavor to compete with Sprite for some stupid-ass reason.
1: Oh, I do remember that.
2: Yeah, it was the tail end of the run, and it's like, why are you doing this to me? It's already
1: failed. Don't make it fail twice. Let's get into the making mechanics. What games is this game, Bang Bang Ball, similar to? I could go first, or you could go, or we could go together. Like, just chime in. I I got the two big ones for me were uh, Puzzle Bobble slash Bust-A-Move
2: and uh, Snood, which was basically a flatter version of that on the PC. those Those are my two
1: big ones. Definitely. This game reminded me the most of both those games, Puzzle Bobble or Snood. The other games that I pulled from my making mechanics were... Arkanoid 1986 by Taito. The reason I I, I pulled Arkanoid as opposed to using some of the other puzzlers from that era, like Tetris, is because of the mitigation of a bouncing ball on the screen, which you do in this game, Bang Bang Ball. The other game that I pulled for my making mechanics was 1989's Buster Brothers, also known as Pang by Taito. Again it's the mitigation and dodging the object on the screen, which is what you're doing in this game. It's an over the head type perspective, but it's got kind of that isometric view I was talking about where your character, the mouse, is on its skateboard holding a ball of a certain color, and skating around the screen in, in a way that I found very stiff. I don't know if you disagree, but yeah, it's uh,
2: it's, it's pretty stiff. And I should also know that the second player uses rollerblades, so it's even more nineties as fuck.
1: Oh, that's true. Now, here's the thing: I didn't have a second player to play with, but I assumed there's not a lot of information on this game. I think we're doing the uh, world a service by talking about this game. Yeah, we're pioneers
2: right here. The, so, you, you can see the rollerblades in the intro. That's, All, that's yeah, the only reason I knew, the, yeah.
1: They jump off the building in the yeah. beginning. Very cinematic. It, th- that intro, short, gets right to the point, though. Is it simultaneous two-player, or is I, it Switch?
2: I believe it's simultaneous, because, yeah, because it's got the insert coin thing on the screen for the other character, or please wait. Uh, it says something up in the corner. And, if it um, is
1: simultaneous, that is a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah, because, it's going to get super crowded. Yeah, there's, n- like, there's very big sprites, which I appreciate, But I feel that the choice to make them that big was kind of uh, disingenuous because it makes it very hard to get out of the way of the the object that's bouncing on the screen. So there's an object on each stage. I want to say this right because there's levels and then there's stages within those levels.
2: There's areas is what they were called. Uh, Areas. the on the map screen.
1: Yes. The tower, as it were. So each stage, there's an object that's comprised of these different colored orbs very similar to Puzzle Bobble. And it will be like very poorly rendered set of glasses or a stick figure or a car. I got a whale on one stage. That was pretty neat. And you shoot your orb into that object, whether it's the whale, the glasses. And if you match your color ball to the color ball it's touching, those color balls disappear. Now, it's not like Bust-A-Move where you have to have, I believe, three to make them disappear. Your ball will... Um, How would you say destroy or make the other ball vanish, regardless of the number of balls it's touching? There's gonna be a lot of ball talk this episode. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're clearing your balls by knocking them into each other and yeah, getting it all emptied out.
1: And then like you hit a certain ball and there's just blue balls all over the screen. You gotta like deal with your blue balls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're
2: just bouncing off of anything, and and then problems happen if they start bouncing off your chin.
1: So you uh, you clear the stage by matching up the colors. There's no number metric that you have to hit it, it. If it's five and you hit it with one, they'll disappear. If it's one and you hit it with your one, it disappears. Your balls are the ones that have the effect. So it's not like other games where you can make different sequences fall together and make a chain effect, at least I didn't notice that, you're just sort of clearing the stage each round. Yeah, and uh, also
2: if you're still holding a ball, you can usually bounce any uh, like clumps that hit up to you. You can yes. bounce them off the ball as long as you're facing directly against it. But if you have a matching color, it will not clear. It has to be a thrown shot whatever ball to actually clear anything.
1: Right, and they note your ball with a rainbow ring around it. At least um, the most recent one.
2: Right. If you're lobbing other ones around, it keeps track within the game because there were a couple of times I cleared the stage and still cleared the ones I'd thrown that hadn't hit anything yet. Like the last one was still I, I
1: appreciated up. that mechanic, that, of, that sort of dodgeball mechanic where you can hold the ball and bounce the object away from you. This is why I pulled Pang as one of my making mechanics because with Pang you have, I, I fucking, I can't say it enough, I hate balloon harpooning games so much. They're, they're so fucking boring. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the, the object's bouncing on the screen. It's moving. It's not stationary. It's not like Snoot or Puzzle Bobble. This thing is coming at you, and if it touches you, you lose life. And yeah, you have a health bar, which I thought was a uh, good choice. I like that in there because it wasn't a one-hit kill. So as it's bouncing, you can bounce this object back. The problem is the objects are very big. You're very big. And there's not a lot of room on the screen. So because the controls are kind of stiff, they're manageable, but they're stiff because it's a four-way joystick. But you're moving on diagonals and like skating around. It just didn't feel fluid. It didn't feel as fluid as it should be to have a sensation of skateboarding. It felt very much like skate or die. (laughs) pretty much when you're, when you're in the street trying to move around or like when you're playing as the car in roger rabbit or in dick tracy and you're just like why the fuck can i not get out of the way of this why am i getting shot at you'll have those same sensations with this game
2: definitely i got smacked around quite a bit just by the regular stuff it didn't even take a long to get to the smacking around the one complaint i have about the health bar i felt kind of tiny and in the corner i think i would have liked it better up top where all the other information was like the timer and everything and yeah that would have made a little more sense to me but that's I'm still glad it was there, at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with that, because I didn't realize there was a health bar until I got hit. I thought, you know, it's going to be like every other puzzler similar to this, or that came after this, where it's like one-hit-kill, like a pang.
2: Yeah, I noticed it, forgot it, and then noticed it again once I got hit.
1: This is nitpicky stuff, but the layout on the screen is pretty good. It really is just there's not a lot of real estate to move around, and it gets very chaotic, especially when the game decides to drop in pinball pop bumpers, and the first stage that you see these in, the object bounces into it immediately and shoots right down at you. And I can't remember which stage that was, but I believe it's in the first area, and it might be the last stage in that area. Does that uh, ring a bell?
2: It's the, it's one of the last two in that area,
1: definitely. You, you, yeah. It doesn't take long to get to it. Kind of cheap, like other games in this genre or this period. There are a couple little uh, power-ups or uh, let's say effects that yeah, you yeah, can hit. Sp- special balls. Yeah, these balls. There's nothing really to tell you what they do, so you kind of learn along the way, which, again, is fine for this type of game. So there's that ball that if you hit it with a color of the other balls, it changes all the balls that that ball is touching into that color. Yeah. Did I articulate that well enough? Yeah, yeah,
2: anything adjacent to it. That was the least intuitive one, but it's basically, it's a white ball with a color wheel swirling on it. And, yeah, you hit that, whatever ball you hit that with, it changes everything to that, so it makes it easier to combo whatever's still connected afterwards.
1: Right. And you get big point bonuses from that because it'll change everything to red or blue or orange. And then when you hit it with an orange or a blue, you've got a big point bonus on the screen because you've cleared so much at one time. Another one that I noticed was and this one I found very tricky because I, I wasn't quite wrapping my brain around it until uh, stage two. There's a skull ball. Now, first, I avoided it. I thought it was instant death. I think there was something similar to that in maybe Arkanoid, where there was an instant death if you touched it. So that's what I read it as. Then I hit it by accident, and it changed the color of the balls adjacent to it. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's similar to the other thing. What I didn't realize was it breaks apart the object into uh, several different pieces, and now all those pieces are bouncing along. What I have to mention about the puzzle is that when it does break apart, When they're bouncing, they don't snap back together. They actually glide over one another. So at first, I thought because these two objects are coming together, they're going to snap back together. So the red and the red are going to touch and clear each other. They don't. They slide over each other. And it's not like you can snap them together with the ball you shoot. It either grabs onto one piece of that puzzle that you broke apart or the other. That skull ball doing that effect becomes very detrimental to you in later stages, especially with the bigger objects, because now there's just pieces flying everywhere. And again, not a lot of screen real estate.
2: Yeah, at the same time, like I was kind of glad they were gliding over each other, because if they were bouncing off each other, Mm. connection would have been nice, but bouncing would have just been... I'm out. I'm done. I'm dead. Yeah, and yeah, That would have killed you even faster. That's just way too much to keep track of. So I think it was a good move on uh, the designer's part to have them just
1: move independently and not have to worry as much about it. The only other power-up or effect that I saw, and maybe you know of others, was the clock. Super appreciate the clock! Oh, yeah. <laughs> the clock stops everything. The object stops moving on the screen, and you can sort of just roll around and just snipe it away and what I liked about it, what does it give you ten full seconds
2: it's somewhere between seven and ten yeah it was it was pretty generous block of, block of time yeah like uh, the first time I encountered it was on it was probably for, same for you the stick man yes. uh, yeah like, yeah I wiped out like two-thirds of that thing just right away
1: that was, and we talked about this off-air, but that was our one slug, right? I think we both had that. Or you That was my one slug. You went a little further than that?
2: No, I crapped out one level before that. Where there was a level where it's just basically a flying V. I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. It's across the entire level, practically, and there's two round bits at the end, and there's this big V of... It was red for me. I think it's always red. And then there's a (laughs) color change in the middle. So if you're lucky and you start with a red, you can clear half of it right away and then color change the middle to clear out the middle of it. But uh, I basically got screwed on the bits bouncing around into my face. I probably could have made it (laughs) to the stick guy, but... There was one power up I got that you didn't mention. I never Mm -hmm. saw the skulls, but there was one level where there were bombs, which were pretty nice. Those were bombs. Those those were a little uh, deceptive because they're green, but Mm -hmm. anything you hit them with sets them off. And it's an area of effect explosion. Yeah. And anything in that area of effect. Eliminated entirely don't have to worry about it anymore which is kind of nice because the first level that i saw them on anyway there's these two pieces that are coming together at the start and if you hit the bombs you can presumably wipe out all of it if you really nail the timing on it i got about two-thirds of it wiped bam out of the way don't have to worry about it but yeah the color on that one i think all of the power-ups don't matter what color uh, you hit them with because right. no, the, the timer, too, I thought I needed an orange because it looked kind of orange, and nah, it was good, whatever. Did
1: you get fooled by the oil drums? I was worried about the
2: oil drums because they were red, and red barrels yeah. do this thing called exploding.
1: Yeah, and in this game, they're just more pop bumpers where they yeah. just bounce the object. But I got real nervous when I just saw this mass of orbs heading towards the drum, and I went as far away as I could to the other side of the screen, and then doink and it just bounced away and i was like oh that kind of sucks because i thought that would be cool if because i was familiar with the bombs at that point i thought it was going to be a bigger area of explosion kind of disappointed it wasn't but i'm kind of glad it wasn't either because again it would have been one other thing you had to contend with
2: yeah and clearing that much would have made it a little too easy i feel although by that point the difficulty is ramped up quite extremely that's the take your money point once you get to area two it's yeah, goodbye, yeah. Dollars.
1: The object is moving quicker, and it's larger. So you have very little room of error. You can only hide in so many little corners. And, and really, if you're not positioned in such a way to bounce the object away from you with the ball you're holding, your sprite is so big. There's so many places you can get touched and lo- lose uh, HP. You know, I don't think there are any other uh, effects that can happen on the screen. But I think for this game... Those four, I think we mentioned, are really enough. You don't need much more than that. The foundation of the game mechanic is pretty solid. But like other games that are similar to this, it gets super repetitive. I was starting to get burned out. But thankfully, I had a really bad ROM, and it would bomb out every time I was going to Area 3. And I also had no sound or music at all. Which I kind of was disappointed at because I did a little research because I wanted to know what music is playing on these levels. What does it sound like? So I listened to it and I really liked it. It was a... um very sega genesis vibe i was getting from the music crunchy electronic hip-hop inspired melodies i dug it i thought it was appropriate for the era. i thought it was appropriate for the game especially with how 90s it was i thought it was rad music for a rad game but the game itself i think gets very repetitive not that i would avoid playing it or never return to it because i would totally return to this game again it's just that uh, it suffers from the same thing a lot of puzzlers do. It's like you kind of get burnt out after a while, and then once it starts getting cheap, it starts not being fun anymore.
2: Definitely uh, starts smacking you in the head after a bit, and you're just like, I kind of want to see the end of this, but I kind of don't care anymore.
1: You're right. I like the interesting take it took with the Bust-A-Move puzzle bobble. I wanted to say Bubble Blobble or something. Um, bubble Bobble is the inspiration for Puzzle right. Bobble's for the character's game. That's one of those games that has too many different names because of the Western-Eastern uh. Uh, cross-communications, where Bust-A-Move in Japan is Bust-A-Groove here, and Puzzle Bobble, which makes so much more sense, is Bust-A-Move over here. Yeah, and then
2: like uh, with the older games, you've got Bubble Bobble, and then you got Rainbow
1: Islands. I think that I got more enjoyment out of playing Bust a Move slash Puzzle Bobble than I did this game, but I do appreciate what this game did. It's not just a knockoff. It put another element into it, and I think the element that it added was a nice evolution in that genre, because Tetris the Columns, not really a huge jump, but Columns did something just a little different. It put the emphasis on color, and from there, and I probably should have used Columns as one of my making mechanics because of that, but... That was a small incremental evolution in that puzzle genre. And I think this small incremental change in this genre was a good one. I just don't know if this game was uh, as well thought out as it should have been. This game, in my opinion, should have been vertical screen, smaller sprites, more emphasis on that fluid movement around and skateboarding around. I get it. It's a business. You want to steal kids' quarters. I'm just saying, what would make this game okay to good or great? These were the changes I would make. How about you, Chris? I
2: was okay with the horizontal screen. I'm down with keeping that. Mm-hmm. But definitely smaller sprites or at least some way of giving more room to work. Maybe a little more forgiving when you're running out of time. When the timer runs out, they start throwing out these balls that basically just murder you. Mm-hmm. And they start adding more pretty quickly. Like, it's only a few more seconds before a second one comes and tries to kill you. And that's on top of whatever's still bouncing around that can hurt you. And you can't get rid of these electric balls until you clear the screen. So, right. if they'd slowed down the murder balls a little bit, it would have felt a little more fair, I think. Right. Or that or to just tack a little more time before murder ball party starts happening.
1: <laughs> Movie taglines for Bang Bang Ball chris i'll let you go first
2: my uh movie tagline for this bad boy is bang bang ball
1: not so bad rats <laughs> all right and now my movie tagline would be where willard ended bang bang ball begins and this time he's not alone oh god Oh, God. And now here's TT Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine's Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see.
0: Hello, I am TT Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Uh, uh. Good luck, dunes.
1: All right, so clues for next week's game. I'll go first. My clue for next week's game is good luck. You'll totally need it. Chris, how about you? What's your clue for next week's game?
2: My clue for next week is the once and future absolute king of the stream.
1: <laughs> All right. And Keith, how about you? What's your clue for next week? My clue is beware our mortal enemy, the giant Green-faced mutant. What the hell is going on in this game? All right, that's a pretty good clue. Let me remind everybody to please... Review our show on whatever weird outlet you get it from, whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. We don't care, but leaving us a, a 5, 6, 20-star review is always helpful. And just a few lines so people know what they're getting into. Uh, it really is the cheapest because it costs you nothing, but most effective way to support our show. And please also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WeTalkGames. And we're also on Facebook, WTGP podcast for Chris Nikobun, T.T. Schmookin, Stinky the Game Master, and Milton. I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk at you again next
2: week. And it might just be about games. I'm just guessing at about- that. <laughs> or pissing Crystal Pepsi and watching Blossom. I feel like that would sting. The Crystal yeah. Pepsi thing. Absolutely. The bu- with the bubbles? I don't want bubbles.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, you have uh, crystals.
2: Crystal Pepsi. Oh.
0: Get your jollies, grab your coat and follow me. It's better than a show with dollies. Oh, brother, just you wait and see. Cause away down south in Louisiana, there's a fine marching band. And when they all begin to rock and roll down the block, play more jolly than anybody in the light. And every time that they parade down Mason Street, traffic always stops when they start to shake it up, they're ready to go to break it up. Double rise, better call the cops. they falling behind them with the syncopated beat. Oh, what a show! Look at them go when they play King pull the Stop. Man, how that big bun rock. Greatest music you could hear, like having body drop. Oh, yeah, believe it. Apple parties are going wild. Laughing like a happy child. What a swinging marching three, it's really something to see. Take that beat, grab a seat, it's a treat. You will meet the elite in the street. Beat your feet in the heat, it's complete. Start jumping, you'll be having a ball. Mm, when they play King uh, a to Stop, how that red, big band would rock. It's a crazy jammerie. That's where I wanna be. Here comes the drum, bi-bop, boppy bop. Hot clarinet, best you can get. Sliding trombone, off whaling tone. Hear him note, yes sir. It's a sir, saxophone. Hear him grow, hot cornet, greatest shit, sousaphone. They keep blowing a storm, really giving. You can When they all play King Porter style